Hey guys, this is Tito with the Motorcycle Dad Podcast. Uh, before we start this episode, I wanted to bring in my own personal public service announcement about a subject that's pretty near and dear to my heart, something I care about uh, extremely, and that's uh, suicide awareness and suicide prevention. Um, it's something that Americans, you know, they struggle with every day between depression, anxiety, and a bunch of other, you know, things that could affect your everyday mood, but it also, uh, it affects the veteran community. Um, veterans, you guys, I'm, I'm one of you, I understand. I was a Marine Corps vet. We're taught to suffer in silence, but I'm here to tell you guys that it's okay to not feel okay. It's okay to not feel like Superman. And if you need help, you need to reach out and talk to someone. Whether that's somebody at a bus stop, if that's somebody, your pastor, the, the guy at your local drive through whatever it is, if you need help, don't hesitate. Somebody's here to listen. And if you don't want to talk to someone you know in your circle, please do not hesitate. Whether you're a veteran or you're a normal civilian or whoever you are, if you're in this country and you're an American as a human being, call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's one 800 273 8255. All right. If you're a veteran, you can also text 838255 to connect with the VA responder, or you can go to veteranscrisisline.net slash chat and just do an online chat session. Or if you don't know how you're supposed to feel, go to veteranscrisisline.net slash quiz just to do a stress and depression evaluation on yourself. Okay. Look, from somebody that struggled with uh, mental health myself, you know, post my military career. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's okay to not feel okay. And it's okay to need to talk to somebody. I know they beat it into our heads to, you know, suffer in silence and you're, you're, you're a pussy, you're a bitch. If you go do it, fuck that. You're worth something to us, no matter who you are out there. Don't be afraid to call and get help. Thanks a lot for listening. Here's the episode. Hey guys, what is going on? Happy New Year. This is the Motorcycle Dad Podcast with Tito. I'm back from my hiatus. Sorry guys, I've been gone for a while. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, I was just taking care of some personal life shit. I had some uh, personal stuff going on. You know, went out of town a little bit. The holidays, family coming into town. Uh, Not to make any excuses because I had time to. One of the things I've always told you guys is I'm always going to try to bring correct energy to this. and Give my all to it. And quite frankly, I was just so busy with other stuff that I just didn't feel like I had the energy to put towards this. So that's where I have been. Okay. This is episode 28. This will be the last episode of the first season. I know it was a little wonky how that went down, but I'll get into those details a little bit more in the second segment. Um, But we're just going to wrap this one up real quick. Uh, I hope everybody's having a good new year. Uh, you know, I know everybody's all new year, new me shit. Like, oh, oh God, I can't stand that stuff. Look, from a power sports professionals out there, one of the things I used to do always for the new year was not resolutions for my teams, uh, but it was goals, professional goals. Okay. Um, if you're a service writer, service manager, or you're a shop foreman, or you're a parts manager out there in a local dealership, if you have not set goals. And I'm not talking about numerical monetary goals. If that's part of your goal, then great. You know, oh, I want to crush my my professional monthly bonus goal three months in a row. That, that's great. But set some professional goals that are going to elevate you like that. Don't, oh, well, I'm going to lose five pounds. 
like, hey, you know what? The, that back corner with that part in the cobweb has been bothering me. I'm going to put that up before the end of next month or so on and so forth. Same thing for your technicians, guys. You got techs out there and they're not a master tech and they need training. Your young techs should definitely be considering what their professional goals are for the year. And if you don't sit down and go over that with them, then you're failing them, guys. If you're a manager and you don't sit down with your team and do that, you're failing them. And if you're just a normal guy and you're not in that kind of environment and it's you got to be truthful to yourself, it's never going to be that in kind of environment where you're at that nurtures that, then fuck that. Don't quit your job. Don't do an internship, but set your own professional goals. Go in there, be a professional every day, do your fucking job and get some value out. Of it, okay. Put the value on yourself. Don't put it, don't go around pointing the fucking finger at other people. Be like, well, they're the reason this, they're the reason that we limit ourselves. Trust me. I just talked about that. I'm taking personal responsibility because I could have fucking put so many excuses under the sun why I didn't record. But a lot of it had to do with just how I felt, you know, didn't feel like bringing the energy. So bring the energy, bring the noise every day you show up at the dealership, guys, whether it's keeping your fucking toolbox clean or setting your goals for the year, bring it every fucking day. Our industry needs it. Okay. Now that I'm off of that fucking soapbox for a second, I'm going to get on to what we're going to cover. We're going to cover some power sports news, got some cool, exciting stuff, some not so cool, exciting stuff. And then in the second segment, I'm going to get more into, I got a tech tip for you wire dogs out there. You got a lot of winter projects, handlebar season, just electrical shit going down. A little tech tip for you guys. And also I want to go over what my goals are for the podcast in 2020 and going to be making a few changes. So I want to go over that with you guys too. First off, let's go with professional shout-outs to companies. I want to give a shout-out to Mob Armor. I gave him a shout-out before. Um, my boy Vinny, I know he hooked up with one. Uh, I use it for my Triumph Street Triple, my rental. It's great. All the customers that rent my bike, they love it. And uh, I'm a big fan. They just came out with new lightning cables. Look, I know some guys are going to look at it and be like, oh, well, that, I can get one off the line for cheaper on Amazon. Think about this, guys. Buy quality because it's cheaper in the long run on certain things. Like I was telling you guys before, I go to Harbor Freight for some shit. There's some stuff I just don't buy at Harbor Freight because it's not worth it. The quality isn't there. So this is one of those items where I'll tell you, God, honestly, I've ordered two cell phone holders off of Wish. Plastic broke them. I had another one that I got off of Amazon, plastic broke it. And I've already had this Mob Arbor one longer than I had those ones. And if I put the money together that I spent on the three before I bought this 40, I think I paid $45 for the setup, I already spent more money. I spent like 60 bucks in fucking cell phone mounts versus I could have bought quality from the get go and been done with it. Okay. So think about that. I know you guys are like, whoa. I get a lightning cable for like $2 off of Amazon well, or eBay. Well, how long does that shit last? They don't last very long, do they? Matter of fact, I had one get chewed up the other day by my fucking vacuum robot. Motherfuckers. Gobbled it up, got stuck up in there. It broke very easily. So I'm, I'm going to get some of these uh, Mob Arbor new lightning cables because I need some heavy duty stuff. I got a toddler anyways. Not only I'm a Marine and crayon here, so I just tear it up. So big shout out to Mob Armor. I know I, I rambled a little bit about that, but next professional shout out is going to go out to my boys, Tim and Dagan out there at BMW Motorcycles of Ventura County. Okay. If you're in the LA area, if you're in the Nor NorCal area, you're in the SoCal area, you're in the Las Vegas area, you're in the area on the West coast, 
you want a great deal on a BMW used motorcycle, go holler at those guys over BMW Motorcycles Adventure County. Those guys have been over there crushing it. So proud of you guys. Keep it up. I got to come visit. All right. So on to some boring numerical uh, news for, you know, regular power sports news. Ducati 2019 sales drops. So uh, they put they pumped their numbers out about a week ago, about a week and a half ago, something like that. And it looks like they had a 2% drop. Now, I know you guys are usually like, Tito, you're just hating like you hate on Harley, you hate on everybody all the time. You're just a hater. I'm not being too much of a hater. Okay. So it goes to show the media. Here it is. Ducati 2019 sales drop. That was the headline. And I read an article, 2% drop. But this is the numbers when you look at it. 2018, they sold 53,183 units. This year, they sold 53,004 units. Not that bad when you really think about it. That's not too horrible. Now, of course, you never want to do less than you did the year before as a dealer, you know, as a OEM manufacturer, as a dealer or such. But that's not too bad when you consider all the things they had going against them this year, uh, especially with the pan, you know, their new V4. Those guys had a major recall right off the back with the oil. Uh, I think it was like oil seal or oil lines and such that you know were blowing motors essentially. So um, to consider, they dropped a new model. You know, yeah, even with the recalls that they had in place, they still didn't sell any you know real drastic less. And not only that, they added the heavy hitter V4 Panigale fucking uh, Street Fighter to their inventory. So. I think 2019 is going to be a better year for Ducati, especially consider they're one of the high-end manufacturers, you know, the more boutique brand. But, I mean, when you look at it, you can get a Ducati for, depending on the model, year, make, model, and features, Ducati anywhere between, you know, 15000 to twenty. Yeah, of course, you can spend thirty-five, dollars $40,000 on Ducati if you want to. But you don't have to. I mean, the Street Fighter is in that twenty mark. You know, you buy a brand-new Harley, Let's just say a Road King, brand new. You're paying 28 out the door. You add a few things, bells and whistles here. I mean, shit, you get an electric lot of full uh, bagger, full dresser. You're looking at $35,000, $40,000. So who's really the high-end brand, you know, for what you're getting, bang for your buck? Now, my experience, most Ducati owners don't ride too much, except, you know, the hardcore ones on the track. But most of the used ones I see are less than 2,000 miles on them. So there's that, too, to take in consideration. But... Not bad, Ducati, considering what you guys had going against you. So, good on you. And other news, Tucker Rocky, or I don't think it's Tucker Rock anymore. I'm thinking they're restructuring, and I apologize. It's just Tucker. So, Tucker is selling Motul now. Uh, Motul oils and products were only available through Parts Unlimited, Drag Specialties, yada, yada. Uh, I think Western Power Sports, too, carried them. Now, it looks like Tucker is going to carry them. So, more competition, better pricing. So, keep that in mind. If you're a shop that runs Motul... Uh, look at it. We used to run Motul a lot over at uh, my last dealership group. Wasn't a huge fan. I'm more of a fan of a uh, new product, but I'm trying it out now. I'm just testing it out. You guys know how I, how I am. I will not recommend a product until I use it for a while. So I'm in the process of doing that. And I'll get on to that one a little bit later too, with the end of the year goals or the 2020 goals. Okay. So the biggest news I got, we're going to start off with Damon Hypersport. Okay. The new one that I was hyping all about, uh, CES is coming gone. Yay. I didn't get a chance to sneak in. Sorry, guys. I had other shit going on, so I couldn't sneak in in time. So, uh, But the Damon Hypersport, 
unveil at CES, I watched the Facebook Live video. If anybody was watching that video, especially you'll see my comment, uh, they had this, uh, she, uh, she's a Canadian uh, sport bike rider, I guess. She's an amateur racer and she's there in charge of their marketing. You know, they had her in a nice little leather pants and she was the, you know, the honey doo-wop and all sorts of such. And here it is during the presentation, her mic went out. So you couldn't hear three quarters of the shit she was saying. And I even commented on the live feed like, if the mic don't work, it's pointless. Because she just kept talking and no one heard her. I think I even heard, I, I think I even heard somebody say in the background something about it. They said something. And I was like, see, like, what's the point? So that was like kind of my biggest disappointment with it, uh, with the presentation. I thought that was kind of weak. I, I've seen YouTube videos, uh, review videos that were better than what they did. So Damon, take note, learn from your mistakes and get better in your presentation. I know you guys are just starting off. This was their first unveiling, their first convention. So didn't hear of any news of them going to IMS or any of those. But let's see if they jump on that or if they end up at AIM this year, AIMS Expo back in uh, Ohio. So rambling again, I apologize. They ended up winning the best innovation award at CES this year. So good on Damon, but here are the details in some of the specs. Now, they're calling their system, it's a 360 co-pilot warning system is what they call it, okay? You got a 1080p camera front, rear, sensors around. Uh, it's pretty sweet. It's using BlackBerry QVS uh, technology in it, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's BlackBerry something, Q something, uh, but I'm not sure if it's QVS or QC, QSV, I can't remember. But using BlackBerry technology in it, okay? Specs are so far over 200 horsepower at the wheel, 200 newton meters of torque, at zero RPM, this is what it said in their uh, in their press release. So okay, uh, we're getting 200 miles per hour and then 200 miles per charge. Now they're saying 200 miles per charge. That's if you're doing you know 75% highway riding with 25% city riding. If you're doing specifically city riding, they have clocked over 300 miles. Like if you're strictly, you do maybe like 10, 15, 20% highway, and everything else is city. They are clocking over 300 is what they've been getting out of uh, 300 miles out of a uh, full charge. Now, charging, uh, most level two charging stations is going to be three hours. Okay. But keep in mind, uh, the infrastructure of the U.S. is really improving with level two charging stations. So as of right now, they are saying by their map that the United States has plenty of level two charging stations for you to use this bike to get around the country if you want to. Now, level three is always a different story. Level three charging is gonna be your one hour, 45 minute charging type uh, scenario. Level two, you're looking at for a full charge from empty, three hours charging time. So that's something to consider. Uh, if you're going on a road trip, road trip, I don't consider this to be the road trip, road trip bike. But you never know. I know a guy out there who's riding an S1000RR like it's a fucking electric glide. The guy rides from here to Florida and all over. So you never know. It's the type of rider you are. Okay. Uh, so looking at the Hypersport base model, okay, it's going to be $24,999. $24,999 before EV credits federal or others in your state okay so of course you guys know there's gonna be there's credits out there i don't know with uh the current administration how long if they're gonna extend them or such uh, and we'll see what happens 
Uh, I don't I don't see a reason for them to you know take away a credit. But this is a Canadian based company, so they may be like, oh, we don't see the benefit, you know, screw it. But as of right now, you are getting federal and some depending on what state you are, state, you know, taxes. Now, the HS Premier, the Hypersport Premier, this is the model. This is going to be the first model they roll off the assembly line. So the higher end, top of the line model is going to be the first one out the door. They're only making 25 units for 2020. Only 25 units. So I'm pretty sure those spots are taken. But the Premier is crazy too because a bunch of carbon fiber. It's got a uh, thing like ceramic. It was like uh, they call it carbon brakes, Brembo brakes, all in suspension. Now, even with the Premier model, still same specs, still same performance, just some upgraded features like the carbon brakes and carbon fiber you know, parts here and there. So, look to that. One more thing zero to 60 in under three seconds. Okay. And the production models, both Hypersport and Hypersport Premier, are going to have this feature called uh, Seat Will Adjust. <laughs> so for you shorter guys out there like myself, I'm 5'8". You know, you're tippy-toeing a little bit sometimes. The seat will actually adjust down. It's going to be part of the features where I've told you before, the rear sets, the handlebars adjust, and also the windscreen adjust as well. So when you hit that thing in the sport mode or to, you know, lunatic mode, whatever you want to call it, the rear sets adjust, the seat will adjust, your uh, your handlebars will adjust, and the windscreen will adjust. So you're more like track ready, rocket ship, you know, the DeLorean. You're ready to do DeLorean speeds on that one. Okay, so uh, where the display model they had, this one didn't have the seat adjustment on it. They did say that production model Hypersports, Premier, and likewise will have that so that is a really cool feature and one other thing i noticed and i was surprised that he didn't mention it and as a motorcycle rider it's something you consider especially sport bikes when i was looking at the bike i was like dude shit doesn't have any mirrors on it how's dot gonna get away with that well guess what guys it has no mirrors because remember you have two 1080p wide angle lens cameras that are incorporated with the uh, the co-pilot system warning system okay so up with your display screen, your TFT uh, display screen, you're going to have the rear view in your line of sight in your TFT display. So what do you need mirrors for? And for you guys like, what about my blind spots? Well, remember, it has those sensor technology, that technology with the sensors on the side. So guess what? Remember, I told you, your handlebar will vibrate if you have you know a car in your blind spot and you're going. And also a little light indicator will light up on the windscreen to let you know, hey, dumbass, don't go that way. Yeah, see? So I was like, and that was funny because it's one of those things where I'm just used to looking at and being like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll just take it off myself and put bar ends on. But there's no need for bar ends because you have the coverage you need. And that's the beauty about the technology. So um, it is going to be equipped with 4G. They're looking at putting 5G in it eventually. But for right now, they're going to put 4G on it because everybody knows that that 5G that you see, if you have 5G, is just fake 5G. It's not real 5G yet. It'll be there soon, but just not yet. But they are making sure that they have the ability to upgrade to 5G in the later models. Uh, it's going to have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi connectivity. So that way, if it has any software updates, it'll do it on the fly while you're out. It'll just do it. It'll connect and take care of it. So that's pretty nice. And another thing is, remember what I talked about the last time, all the data from you riding, any obstructions that like, say like somebody opened a car door and you had to move over, it takes that data and puts it in the cloud to make the technology better. 
because it is a somewhat AI-based technology for the co-pilot system. And the biggest thing that fuels AI or artificial intelligence is data. That's the biggest success rate. So it's taking all this data from all the riders that own these bikes, and it's going to compile it to make riding scenarios or dangerous scenarios even safer for the rider. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, like I said, I remember the guys back in the day used to bitch about ABS, like, oh, it's for ABS is for fucking pussies, man. And now it's like, I can't even find anybody that could hate on ABS. You know, unless they're like a stunt rider or somebody that really likes, has to be in control and they have that experience level. Those are the only people I've run across like that. So, well guys, that's all I got for Power Sports News, okay? We got some more stuff coming up. I'm gonna give you your tech tip and then go over some personal goals and stuff and wrap this one up for uh, episode 28 and for season one. We'll be right back. Tito back with your tech tip of the week. So you technicians out there, this tip is actually coming from, I can't take credit for this one at all. This one is coming from uh, Speed King Cycle on Instagram. So you go Speed Kings uh, underscore cycle. That's where I got it from. It was pretty cool. Saw it on the gram yesterday while I was fucking around. Cut your wires. So for you guys doing bar jobs out there, it's probably not too bad for the normal bars. But if you got those bars like the Yaffies, and you guys know what I'm talking about, the Paul Yaffies with the peaks on them. Okay. Sometimes depending on if you actually have Paul Yaffies or if you got some knockoff Paul Yaffies that still have the peak, um, it's a pain in the ass trying to pull wires through on those. Okay. So the tip that the Speed Kings have, and I didn't think about this until, you know, actually I've had this piece of advice before is cut your wires staggered for bar jobs. Now, most kits these days, they come with no solder kits. I know some guys out there that they throw those things away and they solder in. And if you're one of those guys, I'm 50-50. If I'm doing my own shit, then I'm probably going to solder it. If, you know, I'm dealing with a customer or somebody I'm working out at a shop on, you know, here at the house, then I'll usually tell them just for, you know, convenience sake, just get the kit because I know how to pull wires through anyways. So, but by cutting your wires staggered, Meaning, don't have that OCD where you just do one clean cut straight across. That's my problem, too. I got super OCD, so I'm like, you know, straight. Everything has to be straight. But it actually makes more sense to stagger your cuts. Meaning, so you cut, say you got five wires, cut one wire two inches, cut another one two and three quarter. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, bring it down or, you know, one and three quarters, so on and so forth. Stagger your cuts. So that way, when you have your solder points and your heat shrink, you don't have it making a big knot. And I've had that problem with the no solder kits that come in with LA choppers and Burley kits where it's just connection points and heat shrink, where it's all of the same length. So when you're trying to pull those, you know, wires through the bars, or, you know, if you're wiring in a tight place, it doesn't have to be Harley bars, but trying to pull those wires through, that bundle is fatter than the normal wiring, uh, wiring harness or wiring reel. So it's a good idea to stagger those. So that way, when you're pulling it through, it's all one diameter wire bundle, all the same. Like I said, that's probably gonna be more, cause I can do bars, even if they do have the 90 degree bends and not the soft curves, I can do them, you know, just fine. The ones that always give me trouble, and I think anybody else, look, if, if the Yappies don't give you trouble, you're a fucking God. 
Uh, I've done maybe like five sets of the Paul Yaffe's, the ones with the, uh, the peaks on them. And every one of them has been a fucking pain in the ass. Just about every one of them. So just some food for thought. If you're a wire dog and you're that electrical guy in the shop, make sure you stagger your cuts and solders. Okay, so some personal stuff, guys. So getting into what the podcast is going to. It's the last episode of the season. Um, I had to do a little bit of soul searching. I got some feedback from an individual, and I'll give you guys more detail on that when the new podcast debuts. I'm always asking about feedback, and I did. Where would you wish for? You got some feedback. And it was weird. It caught me at a weird time because I was on the road. I was remember I was up late. I couldn't fucking sleep you know, in a hotel in California, and I read it. And it just got my gears turning. And you ever heard the terminology, you're your own worst enemy? Well, I was my own worst enemy, and I got in my head a little bit, you know, thinking about – uh, getting wrapped up in more of where the podcast isn't more than what I've accomplished this year. Uh, you know, I've had some failures. I've had a lot of learning experiences. Anybody that's in podcasting can tell you it's something new that there's not a ton of information about out there. And you kind of only way to do it, you know, to learn about it is to do it. You got to get your hands dirty and jump into it. Um, there's a few things I would like to do better and I'm going to do better next season. So one of the things is, Look, guys, as much as I love doing this podcast and it's a huge passion of mine, I have other shit going on. I'm a father. Uh, I'm running a couple of small businesses, one of which I'm a mechanic and, a, you know, a technician, you know, on the side here and there. And at the same time, I'm trying to build an e-commerce business with my business partner and put out some pretty cool shit for the community. Um, you know, and I had uh, I'll tell you guys straight up. I had a counselor that I was going to see at the vet center one time and told me, guys, we have limited resources. OK. Once you reach that potential and your plate is full, you know, you've reached that optimum potential, what you're capable of handling, your plate runneth over, shit's going to fall to the wayside. And I felt like this year, there was a few times that I put podcasts out that I thought I forced. I don't think the content was really too great. I'll be honest with you. I was doing research last night for the motorcycle news, power sports news, and there really wasn't shit out there that really got my attention too much. It was just kind of the same stuff with financing and blah, 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 blah. So one of the things I'm going to go to next season, and you guys send me some feedback and tell me how you feel about it, is I'm going to go to two episodes a month. Pretty much every other week, I'm going to drop an episode. Okay. I want to do that so that way it doesn't feel like I'm forcing content or I'm picking bullshit that I don't really necessarily may not want to talk about. And also, I want to make sure I give myself time to line myself up for a couple of my other goals with my business. And also, one of the things I'm looking at is YouTube. Uh, I felt like I failed at doing the YouTube thing or incorporating that into the podcast. So that's one of the things I want to work on for this next season coming up is trying to incorporate YouTube. Now, it's not going to be right off the back at the beginning, but I'm looking at possibly by you know episode 12 or maybe see where I'm at. You know, because I'm still going out to work with Neil out of state and stuff. We'll see with Backcountry Expedition. We'll see. I don't know. It may come in. It may not. But it's definitely on my agenda for things to accomplish this year. Okay. So that being said, as well as YouTube, um, I'm going to try to get more guests. Um, there was something that I tried to plan out last year and I didn't really do a great job. And the times that I did have like Tony and Dagan on, it was just like, hey, I got you. Pull you in. I want to do a little better. So I'm actually in the process of redoing. If you follow me on Instagram on, you know, motorcycle dad, moto dad, Tito, you saw that I had a desk 
uh, my room, my last roommate kind of left this year and it wasn't really my desk. So I'm redoing this room again to optimize the podcast in mind. It's something me and my wife talked about in our 2020 goals. It's definitely something I want to push and make better. Okay. So I want to take you guys' feedback. I want to learn from my mistakes, try to make it better. Now we're going to end up JRE, Joe Rogan experience. No, probably not. <laughs> but I want to improve in any way I can and try to define this and polish this up a little bit more for you guys. Okay. More guests, 24 episodes, and I'm redoing the studio. So if you guys have any insight, any input on what you would like to see more of, what you wouldn't like to see, Please do not hesitate. I'm going to try to stay active in the next two weeks before I start the new season. I want to try to stay active on social media. So uh, drop me a line on my DMs. Shoot me a message on the on the Facebook page, you know, Moto Dad Tito, Moto Dad Tito on Instagram. Shoot me a DM and, you know, give me your input on what you would like to hear. Uh, Vinny, I know we're going to cover uh, reflective clothing or high-vis clothing and something else. I got to look at my notes. I have it written down, Vinny. I just didn't want to spoil it for the last episode. I wanted to save it a little bit for the next season. So I'm working on also a couple other projects where uh, I want to incorporate people from the community a little bit more. So uh, I've been in contact with a gentleman. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and drop it now <laughs> and give you guys a little bit. So I've been, uh, I've been talking recently to a guy that does suspension work here in town. Uh, his name's Bobby Lou. He's pretty infamous in the community at the track. Guy's been here uh, in Vegas for a couple years now, and when I went to meet him, went over to his, you know, his shop and met him, and it was funny because one of the things that stuck out to me is I looked around, saw some boxes, you know, I always pay attention to where things set up. I saw some gun cases. Well, okay, he's a gun guy, and he was pointing out to me that he was, you know, no, I got guys sending me work, from, you know, out of state and such. I was like, what? And really cool. These guys are using rifle cases to send their forks for him to take care of them, service them, rebuild them, set them up. This guy's the bee's knees, so I'm looking at having him on the podcast this upcoming season as a guest, and also maybe get some tech tips. And um, he put me on to blood lubricant, and that's the stuff that I'm testing out now. So far from my conversation with him and what I've seen from my own experience, the stuff is beautiful. It looks money. Look, and I asked him, how'd you find him? He's like, oh, Instagram, and then I tried the product, and it's the best stuff I ever used. So I was like, fuck, let's do it. So. Uh, if you're curious, check out Blood Lubricant. I'm going to be, like I said, now, I am not officially like putting my stamp of approval on it right now. It is more than likely looking like it's going to happen because the product that they, they have is phenomenal. I've been doing my research, nothing negative out there. And I don't know where these guys were hiding, but they're hiding. So hopefully, um, matter of fact, I'm planning on doing the service on my bike. I'm, I got it out on right now. When it comes back, I'm going to do a service on it. I do have some oil here and I don't believe in waste of money. So the next service I'm going to look at putting blood lubricant in and test it out and give you guys some insight. But this is what he uses for all of his suspension work. Uh, and he uses it. I mean, he's a dealer. So if you guys need something, let me know. I'll get him to hook you guys up. So those are some of the things I'm looking at incorporating in. And also I want to do maybe some test ride stuff, especially with some of these new bikes coming out. The Challenger. I put my name in the hat for the Damon, but it never happened. So We'll see what happens. See if the, the Canadians ever hit me back up eh? and let me ride that bike. Uh, those are some of the things I'm working on. And I'm just like I say, guys, I'm just trying to make this interesting and keep pushing it. So um, I really want to stay humble and hungry and just keep pushing and put the content out there that you guys want to hear. But at the same time, I kind of want to put it out there the way I want to. But we'll see what happens. You can only grow through change if you're willing to. So look, guys. 
I want to say thank you for everybody that's listening. I looked this morning and I'll be honest with you, I used to check my my ticker, my listen ticker like every day. And it got to the point, like I said, my energy was a little weird. So I had to push back away for a minute, get, you know, get myself right and come back at it. And I'm really humble, guys. I looked at it. It's 1,468 plays total, which I know that ain't shit. I know there's podcasts out there doing thousands of plays an episode. Uh, so on and so forth. But for me, it's a small victory. I'm going to keep pushing and just keep supporting the podcast community for power sports industry. Whether you're a Harley guy, um, the Moto Experience podcast, whether you're the Fast Life uh, Garage podcast, I think it is, or whether you're the Two Wheel Connection podcast, my boy Nacho, uh, which I'm looking to do something with hopefully this year too. So Nacho, appreciate you, brother. No matter who you are in the community, we have to support each other. You got to support positivity. I'm going to talk enough shit about the manufacturers, so I don't need to add any more negativity into it. So, look, no matter who you are, you're out there listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking your time because time ain't cheap. Time ain't free. And we ain't got a lot of it. So the fact that you're listening to this podcast is super humbling for me. And I'm super appreciative. And I want to hear from you guys. If you've been, you know, even if you just listen to two or three episodes and you're finally catching up, I don't care who you are. Please, within the next two weeks before I drop the new season, get in touch with me. Slide up in my DMs, okay, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, Moto Dad Tito. Okay, feel free to hit me up. If you got my cell phone number, feel free to hit me up. Send a carrier pigeon. Come by and get some chicken eggs if you're here in Vegas. Whatever it may be. But, guys, set your goals for this year. Be ready to fucking crush it, okay? I think 2020 is going to be a great year for a lot of people, especially considering April this year of all about this 420 <laughs> just a joke just a side joke guys all right don't be fucking doing that shit and ride don't do anything like that and ride all right just so you guys know i am a cannabis user but i will not throw a leg over a bike if i'm under the influence or if i use any i just don't do it i never feel comfortable enough so i just want to throw that out there too for anybody but look guys set your goals okay whether it's financial professional uh you know personal whatever it may be Set your goals and hold yourself fucking accountable. We can sit here and set these New Year's resolutions, little, 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 little bullshit, New Year, New Me bullshit. You're the same fucking person, okay? The only person that controls the change is fucking you and nobody else out there. So hold yourself accountable. Also, guys, hold your head up. We're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes. Trust me. I'm my own biggest critic and I've beat myself up enough. You're going to beat yourself up enough. Learn from the experiences. Take something good away from anything negative. And guys, another thing, there's a lot of negativity floating around out there. You know what? If you're at work and four out of the five people are negative, go hang out with that fifth person that's fucking happy all the time. I promise you, as goofy as it sounds or, oh, no, he seems kind of nerdy. That happy person, whoever that person may be, that shit's contagious. It rubs off. Okay? So be positive. Have a good year. Love you guys. Much love and respect goes out to everybody. Be safe out there. Stay warm. I'll see you when I see you. Peace.